What's up guys? Welcome to Fear Food Radio. This is episode 143. Can you believe it? With me, Matt Whitmore and Keris Marsden. Hello. Welcome Keris. Not a lot. Not a lot. Well, you're boring, aren't you? <laughs> I've been on my own all week, so it has you been have. a bit boring. Have you missed me? I did actually. Oh. I did actually. I was saying to um, students yesterday that I think I was on my own for about three days. Mm. And then, you know, you see all these studies on social isolation and not, yeah. not being around people. I genuinely started to feel like my mood starting to decline. But also, this is a little bit weird, but like they say, this wasn't psychological either, but they say your inflammation rises when you are alone as in your inflammatory chemicals cytokines in the body because right. your body your immune system is a bit like well you're kind of vulnerable at the moment so need to be on on the defense and just weirdly by the third day things like just old injuries started flaring you know and you just, you just have those days anyway don't yeah, you when yeah, it gets yeah. damp and the weather's cold and you haven't moved like i was doing a lot of client work so i was quite sedentary as well so you, are you saying that i uh, i have an anti-inflammatory effect on you? <laughs> yeah basically but normally as well and go to a yoga class or like have some form of social interaction. And because I was doing mainly client work, it was all on Skype. Mm. And then it was writing up notes. So it was hardly, I hardly spoke to anyone for three days other than you, like on the phone and stuff as well. And I, I was, I, by the third day, I was like, I need to go and interact with people. So I just started <laughs> so just talking to random. Hovering around the town. Hello. <laughs> um, but then it was nice. And then to go and teach and it's funny because then go into London and it almost feels overwhelming to be in London like it's like now there are too many people I <laughs> too, don't... Too, 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 yeah. too much interaction and interestingly uh, came home with a cold that day but then colds take longer than that to kind of settle in don't they so I must have caught a cold somewhere else but came home like on the train home I remember it was it is like Russell Brand says you know London's like factory farming for humans isn't it and my journey in and journey home were packed and I remember thinking it is like that like I'm bound to catch something here yeah yeah and then I think you get so tired as well like by the end of the day you know you're just so much more anyway vulnerable in terms of your immune system so my immune system didn't like being on my own oh so it was nice to have you and Hamish come home this morning it was nice to see you would you like Sniffing my pillow and stuff <laughs> in my absence. No, oh. you didn't miss me. I did that borrow much, your then. big jumpers because to keep warm, but that was about it. Yeah, you what's with that at the minute? Just keep, nice big baggy jumpers. It's you a, keep it's pinching a, my jumpers. You need to start like a Whitmore baggy jumper clothing range because they're so good. They're baggy like jumper. they're like sleeping bags that you can just go out in. <laughs> to be fair, you, everyone loves a baggy jumper, yeah. don't they? Even I love a baggy jumper. So even I've got a few like. I've kind of bought a bit big. Yeah. Because I just like, yeah, just like just every now and again, especially Sundays, it's got to be done. Well, again, because the weather with Storm Dennis, by the way, here's a question. Yeah. Who names the storms? How do they get named? I've not really looked this up. How do how, they, well, you don't know this. No. Everyone knows this. Oh, no, I didn't know this. They've basically got this. Is it the weatherman that's named after? No, no, they just pick a name out of a hat. That's <laughs> why they're so random. They're just like, a storm's coming, what should we call it? And someone puts no, their name in, puts their hand in a hat, a bosh, Dennis. Oh, I thought it was named after the person that spots the storm. But then it's like, why are the women's ones quite exotic? And then the men you've got, like, not that Dennis isn't an exotic name, but... Well, well it's not. <laughs> like, the next one's going to be Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Storm Dave's coming. And, yeah, so I was like, how do they name them? How do they name them? I don't know. Oh, you got me I'm there. I'm glad you don't know them. I was thinking... Yeah. I just completely... If I hadn't started laughing, would you believe me? I believe that you knew how they named the storms then. 
You didn't believe you didn't believe they picked the name out of that. No, as soon as that came out, no, whatever. <laughs> Just imagine Wally in the office. It's got to be the person that spots it, hasn't it? I don't know. Google. Okay, I'll Google. <laughs> I, like I've got time to Google that stuff. <laughs> well, it wouldn't take you long, would it? Let's be let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You could do it right Who now. Who names the storms? But it was funny because. I, <laughs> I said to you, I was in a bookshop in the week and um, the, the bookstore owner was kind of basically moaning about Storm Dennis because it flooded the shops. So, you know, it has been pretty difficult for a lot of the... Tunbridge Wells floods all the time, doesn't it? All the different... Because the town is kind of lower than... The, well, the actual shops are lower than the rest of the town. So a lot of them suffer and the restaurants from flooding. Yeah. But they must have had their storeroom flooded as well. And every single customer that came in... He was like, bloody storm, Dennis. Do you know what Dennis has done? And it's so funny because it's like Dennis became a person. Yeah. And then the next customer came in and he's like, wow, have you seen it out there? Bloody Dennis. Oh, yeah, he was on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> People love a drama, though. And it, everywhere you went, it's like, well, it's Dennis. You know? Dennis just needs to do one. That was the best yeah. bit. Dennis needs to do one. <laughs> Dennis, do one, son. <laughs> Nobody's actually going... This, this could be something to do with global warming and we could be slightly responsible for this very erratic weather we're having at the moment. Well. A client told me this week, actually, that they were abroad in Austin and they had 23 degrees one day and then snow the next day and then 23 degrees the next day. How, how incredible is that? That is bonkers. That's got to be something weird, like global warming wise, wow. isn't it? I don't know. Are they from America, your client? No. All right. Yeah. So they weren't talking Fahrenheit then? No, it was degrees. 20, all right. Yeah, yeah no, it was degrees. It's Far- it nearly snowed. I think you said it snowed or nearly snowed. <clears throat> and then it was T-shirt weather the next day. Well, <laughs> that is random. But we didn't want to talk about the weather today, did No, we? we didn't. Why Why are we what? talking about the weather? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I asked you who names the storms. All right. That's up there. Yeah. That's up there with the the, the random question award. Yeah. Someone just came out of nowhere there. Someone needs to tell us, don't they? I'm like that, though. Sometimes just something just pops into your mind and you're like, I need to ask this. I think I found it funny because Dennis became so conversational that I was like, if you were called Dennis, you must be like constantly like Mm. looking around all the time that week, every time the news came on, you know, and you hear your name. (laughs) Dennis? Oh, no. Me? No, no. no. (laughs) It's the storm again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're being cursed by everyone. Bloody Dennis. It is random, though. It is random. And you've got me thinking now. Okay. Well, we'll, um, we'll look it up for the next episode. I'll, I'll, I'll straight on Google <laughs> after this. But what we did want to talk about in this episode was uh, CrossFit and that. Not just CrossFit. More specifically, I suppose more specifically fueling yourself sufficiently for... Physical activity. Yeah. Challenging <laughs> physical exertion. Yeah. Because obviously CrossFit's not the only way to push yourself or train hard but it is hard (laughs) let me tell you um but since starting crossfit about three months ago now i've kind of massively changed the frequency of my training the duration of my training the intensity of my training so as such there's gonna have been gonna going to have been some adaptations uh to my nutrition, my recovery strategies, etc. And a big part of that has been adapting a little bit along the way to make sure that I'm I'm getting enough of the good stuff from my diet, but also that I'm making enough of, of a priority of my sleep, stretching, mobility, that kind of thing. 
And I've also kind of started to supplement a little bit more just to make sure that I am kind of topped up, if you will. Um, luckily, Keris has made that as easy as possible for me by putting a little sticker on the supplement of when it needs to be taken throughout the day. Um, otherwise, I'm terrible. I just kind of put them in the supplement cupboard and doesn't happen so I've got a little goodie bag now haven't I you have here's a question for you though why do you find it so hard to remember supplements because mm. there are some things that you're so on it with like your creatine yeah and you know you mix up protein powders ready yeah and you've always got your food in you know but, but like, you find it really hard and mm. I said to you is it because you don't really believe in them is that why because you are a bit of a doubting Thomas with all that, that kind of stuff at times and because you say you know I didn't haven't used it much in the past and you know I've been yeah. fine yeah I don't know really I mean the having my creatine is easy because I just have it in my post-workout shake you know what I mean um, you just reminded me I need to take some today actually because <laughs> <laughs> that's when I do forget to take creatine is, is on the day is on a rest day Right. See what I mean? Because yeah. I'm not having a post-workout shake, so well done. But I think with supplements, I think it's the whole, you know, with meals, between meals. Because on an empty stomach, it's quite hard for me. Because <laughs> it's very rare <laughs> that I, I have an empty stomach. I'm kind of always eating. But, but also, on an empty stomach, you tend to be out of the house doing things. So many people find in-between meal supplements yeah. harder because they're busy working. And then it's easy to put the pot like of supplements next to the... The kettle, the microwave, the fridge. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, oh, yeah, I need to take my supplements. Yeah, yeah. So it's, the, it's not having that kind of like cue, so to speak. But It's, it's funny because a nutritional therapist, though, generally, or like people that are kind of really into supplements, they're like religious about it. You know, mm. I think I just wonder if it's is that, is, is it like a value thing as well? No, because the creatine, you know, you feel better for taking that. Well, the thing is, is like I, I, I kind of went through a phase in life being not anti-supplements as such, but almost like... I don't know. I just thought it was a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> like we're saying, like remembering to take them and, and and this, that, and the other, and and I suppose my lack of consistency kind of made me feel like, well, I might as well not bother because I'm not being consistent enough to probably benefit from them from yeah. them anyway, if you know what I mean. But I must say, and I was chatting to Keris about uh, about this on the phone the other day. I definitely feel better overall. Um, since taking the supplement stack that, that Keris put me on. And just to be clear, I'm not saying that that's just because of the supplements, because I, of course, have been making some adaptations elsewhere, like I mentioned, with my nutrition and, and recovery um, strategies, etc. So it's a combination of all these things. But is it a coincidence that I'm feeling really good since being consistent no. with... <laughs> Oh, there, well, no. there you go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. But no, but I do, honestly, I um, it, it took me a little bit of, uh, sorry, I went through like a bit of an adaptation phase where I kind of was like, I, I don't think I'm taking on enough calories, carbs. Protein is never really a problem for me. Um, you know, I find it very easy to consume protein, whereas some people don't. But I think because, you know, I am, you know, pro- you know, just shy of 100 kilos training hard for 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 longer, you know, I'm going to be burning a decent chunk of calories. So I, I knew that my overall calorie intake needed to go up, but primarily probably through carbohydrates and a, and a bit of fat, but I'd say mainly carbs. But I think this is really interesting because this is the area that everybody goes to first 
so we see a lot of cases in, in clinics where people have decided to enter a half marathon, a marathon, Ironman, up their training, take up cycling at the weekend maybe. So you're kind of like recreational athletes because mm. many of them, some of them train twice a day as well. Some of them, the clients that I see will train before work and after work. So there's this massive increase in exercise plus the demands of like a, a daytime job. Yeah, so yeah. think about the fact that they reckon about a third of your energy intake goes to the brain. So you're still thinking for long periods of time across mm-hmm. the day as well. Like you're running a business, you've got clients, you know, you're still doing other stuff. You've got yes, other energy. Yes, yes. <laughs> energy demands. <laughs> Alan, no sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so everyone goes straight to the macros and that's good. And that will make a difference initially. But over time, what you're going to start to see is if you continue to have this this massive energy expenditure, is there's going to be feedback from different systems within the body that they're not being resourced as effectively. Yeah. Sometimes that's on a micronutrient level and that's the bit that no mm. one's really that interested in. <laughs> it's not the sexy no, stuff. No, you're actually right. And it's not, you know, and then is the answer just whack a multi down? No, I wouldn't say so because I think this is where it really helps to set aside a bit of time to educate yourself. That's what we try to educate people about this mm. process. So if you want to go out there and do those things, you have to do this kind of assessment of the feedback that you get. And often it doesn't happen until someone sees their performance decline or plateau yeah. or injuries and inflammation start to derail them or their gut kicks off or they can't take something we commonly see is they actually can't take the level of food on that they need because their digestive system doesn't have the capacity anymore because it's 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 not being supported yeah so they're not doing nice meal routines breathing relaxing producing stomach acid and enzymes to break down food maybe their guts like getting bacterial overgrowth and things like that going on so suddenly it's like i can't eat the food you know we often have feedback can't eat red meat anymore i can't eat big meals anymore i can't eat um fermentable carbohydrates anymore i'm getting bloated really easy so then it's like okay is it because you're now kind of so in fight or flight mode yeah and then you're not like supporting your digestive system or has something broken down in the infrastructure and some of this can be because you're doing so much exercise you're also turning over the micronutrients more Mm -hmm. and your gut needs those to do its jobs so I think it's interesting that everyone goes towards the calories and that will get you so far. But if you don't, then look at the micronutrients and then also your antioxidants because antioxidants are basically, every time you're exercising, doing your CrossFit, you're you're creating a mess inside the cell and you need to be able to clean that up as mm-hmm. you're getting free radicals, inflammation. So there has to be this period of rest where the cells are able to kind of mop that up with antioxidants and, and you know get ready for the next round, as it were. And again, what you start to see is damage to the body aging so i often Mm. threaten you with like gray beard gray hair (laughs) wrinkles like and that is your fear like you you're you're quite a good looking guy (laughs) so so old old Clooney pulled off the old gray look didn't he you know true so i think that's where you can't there's an element to which functional foods can step in especially with macros so you can use your protein powders you can use your protein bars you can meet your, your caloric needs but you're going to start to suffer if you haven't got the nutrient density dialed in with your diet. But and I suppose, like, you know, just to kind of like paint a a nice clear picture for people is that like when you are asking a lot of your body, it's like like you've just said, you know, you you do need the calories, but you also need the micronutrients within that. And it's funny how like you know if you look at both scenarios, i.e you're hitting your calories to replenish 
um, uh, your, your, your calorie expenditure, but it's not nutrient dense. It's coming from maybe like, you know, kind of like fast foods, highly processed foods that are calorie rich, nutrient, uh, nutrient lacking. Over time, like you're going to feel pretty shy yeah. for that, right? I think you, like one thing you're doing is shortening your training life. Yeah. yeah. It, your body's going to let you know about it yeah. soon enough. But then on the flip side, if you were eating a nice nutrient dense diet full of all the good stuff, you know, you don't need me to tell you what that is. However, you're not hitting your calorie target. Let's say you're in quite a substantial deficit for whatever reason, you know, you struggle to eat enough food. Because bear in mind, you know, one of the downfalls, if you will, to more nutrient dense foods, vegetables, etc., they're not very calorie dense. No. So if you are eating a lot of those things, they can be quite fibrous as well, meaning they're quite filling. You might struggle to hit your calorie target. Even though on paper it all looks very, very healthy, again, if you're falling short on the calories, you're probably going to feel pretty shy. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. which is why it's like, you know, it's two, two extreme examples there, but we need to take a bit from both. Yeah. So I think it really helps to do your macro calculations. Do you know what? It really helps to have someone like there's kind of a process to this plate, to this, first of all, where if you want to take this to the next level and be quite serious about it and don't feel clued up about nutrition, then it does help to go and work with someone, you know, with expertise here and who's going to work through that process with you. And the students were saying to me, how on earth do you know if someone needs a, a supplement like zinc or um, they need to increase this in their diet or that? And it's kind of this process that I work through with someone where I'll say, first of all, I do a thorough assessment of their diet, their lifestyle, their training, their recovery. Then I look at their, I could do a food frequency questionnaire, but then I look at symptoms as well, because symptoms can give you clues as to where the body's kind of struggling a little bit. So maybe immune compromise, maybe digestively, even things like easy bruising, bleeding gums, you know, these are signs of that mm. nutrients might be going low. Key ones like iron that are so important and are going to be turned over so much higher with the amount of exercise that you're doing. It really helps to get blood testing done. And I often get most of our clients just go and get a blood count done, vitamin D, iron panel, just the basics, um, hormones, just check the hormones aren't kind of bonking down as well because of the amount of stuff that you're doing. And again, if you're doing this for long periods of time, maybe every six months or at least once a year is a really good time frame to get that done. And then you can put together all that information and start to say, I think you have a, a kind of raised need here for zinc without actually doing zinc testing necessarily mm -hmm. but you can kind of go this person's going to need zinc it's very low risk to give them zinc supplements at night before bed yeah um same for magnesium and there's a few others but i think that's really important and the, the first thing that you then look at is, is go through someone's macros with them so this is your t energy intake that i think you you could aim to hit i always give a protein target and again depending on the type of exercise we look at the nature of the carbs so something like crossfit you're going to have to get more of the kind of like refined carbs maltodextrin some people mm -hmm. use don't they the post workout you're going to need something that's you know basically a fast release carb that that's just going to help them post it's, it's too intense for the kind of you can't be having brown rice probably after that you know it's got to be yeah, something yeah. a little bit more so again you adapt the type of macronutrients but overall, there's some key things like with you, for example, that, that you really prioritize, which is, yes, you have protein every meal. Yes, we talked in the last session about how you rotate your fats and your proteins to get that mix. And that gives you a really nice mix of micronutrients as well. Mm. So you're getting lots of different types of fatty acids, but you're also getting a range of minerals and vitamins because you're changing your proteins around quite a bit but you also have always made a massive effort to eat a lot of veg yeah so antioxidant wise and that's been your argument for like i don't think i need a multi like i eat so many vegetables and you do 
but you never quite know there's a kind of gray area i suppose here where you're never going to know about the micronutrient content of your food and where it's come from and grown yeah most of the time although yeah. we do make an effort to source our food quality you know quality food farm shops online local you know, yeah local that kind of stuff so we do make that effort but what I'm increasingly seeing is people making good choices for macros, but a lot of it is grab and go. So a lot of it is from, yeah. you know, a prep manger or a supermarket and, you know, everything's come from all over the world and the salad portion is tiny. The majority of the portion is potato or rice because that's what the food industry knows is the cheapest ingredients. Yeah. So they're going to be lacking. They get the macros in, but I don't think they get the micros. And for some people, one thing that I've seen as a common pattern recently especially in certain offices and certain areas, the city, there's like a stigma to taking your own food in. Yeah, so there's this really constant is. reliance on like buying from, you know, the healthy foodie trees and they're good, but you, I don't know what they're going to have micro, micronutrient wise. Yeah, yeah. And so, yes, you'll be fine on some level, but this is when you might want to check. And many of them start to exhibit signs of anemias of different types mm. or, just just low micronutrient status generally so there's fatigue not alleviated by rest even when they're taking you know some time off exercise but the same thing happened to you i think in that the more you got into crossfit the more you were like i don't think food is covering it here yeah because you had this period where you were like narcolepsy basically in the afternoon I, yeah, yeah i mean i was talking at the time so that could have been a fact <laughs> <laughs> but you were literally not enough weren't you mm. and you said like on top of your early starts clients and other stuff that you're doing it was you were starting to feel it and i always also remember when we did run blood tests on you last time with tommy he said i think before your size you might just need your iron was quite low wasn't it and yeah which was surprising me. yeah and you give blood but for your size is it that because you have more muscle mass than the average person your turnover of micronutrients when you're training is 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 greater mm. so you just have more you have a greater need and we were talking about you kind of eating a bit more liver and things like that in the last yeah. podcast to be able to. And like you say as well, you know, it's not you can't just look at your training in isolation. You have got to, you know, consider other lifestyle factors. Like Kerry says, you know, my, most days of the week I get up at four. You know, like I have like, you know, very very long days. You know, I know many others do, but there is that kind of that's an additional demand on my body. Yeah. You, do, do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's not just about how often you go to the gym, how long you train for, whatever. You've got to look at the big, bigger picture in terms of, you know, the, the type of work that you do, you know, what time you get up, what time you go to bed, how many how many hours sleep that you get, etc. And um, I think, yeah, like my body was kind of letting me know that despite eating plenty of food and plenty of the good stuff, kind of needed a little bit more a little bit more help and there's there might be some people listening that that are quite anti-supplements and and like i said earlier like i i went through a phase of being a bit anti-supplements i mean i suppose mainly because i felt like i was gonna have to remortgage the house <laughs> <laughs> to, to to pay for it all um, but that's how i feel about your order of protein <laughs> yeah true true works both ways yeah. does it but no, like, you know, because I was just a bit like, no, no, I'm going to do this through food. But as Kerry says, you know, times are changing and we don't quite know what the what the score is with, with our foods that are coming from all over the world yeah, and, yeah. and this, that and the other. And of course, we, you know, we, we do our best, don't we? But 
I think, uh, again, I've tried to get data on this because lots of people question it. I know people that sell supplements go, our soils are depleted, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. But trying to get data on it is quite hard. And I was kind of reading a paper uh, which was just saying that zinc definitely seems to be something that needs to be kept an eye on worldwide. Mm-hmm. In the UK, we've also got selenium, molybdenum, boron, so kind of kind of a few things. Manganese was possibly low as well. Yeah. So... This is where, again, I've always said it might be that you just even have like trace minerals in your, that you put drops in your water across the day, yeah. which you can buy from, you know, reputable supplement companies. But the other factor with the exercise is the sweat that you're, and sometimes... Keris, it's like we're the same person. <laughs> oh, you're I, was about to, I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to lose them through the sweat as well. So again, not only are you maybe not getting the minerals through the soil. And the thing about minerals is... They're not sexy in any way because even vitamins get a little bit more, you know, B vitamins for energy. Type, mm. You know, they get a bit more kind of, I suppose, awareness in the general population. But the minerals are, the, they're kind of cofactors for enzymes and enzymes do everything, you know. Yeah. So think about your ability to, to build, rebuild, recover, to, you know, have to produce energy internally, to convert your food into energy, to have metabolic function, all the sexy stuff. A ton of it is run by minerals as yeah. well as vitamins. So, and also like going back to uh, sweat, you know, that's not a that's that's completely individual. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you oh, look yeah, at yeah. if you look at sweat rates, I mean, obviously, there's plenty of variables that will affect your sweat rate, i.e., temperature. Yeah. You know, your weight, your size. And like, because for example, when when we go to CrossFit, like I leave a puddle really? on the floor of sweat of minerals, like, puddle of minerals. <laughs> All the others should be like scoop it up. <laughs> <laughs> on, can you imagine? Um, but then, I bet you if Hamish was there, he'd lick it though. Probably, well, to be fair, if ever I come back from the gym, he would lick the sweat off you. He does. He? Starts licking me. I'm like, get oh, off. Some of the minerals. <laughs> but there's some other people there, despite it being a very challenging workout. Who have got like a little trickle of sweat yeah. on their forehead? Some I'm, dr- I'm, sweat, I'm dripping. Yeah. So therefore, my needs for rehydration, are much greater. Electrolytes, things like that, are going to be much greater because clearly my sweat rate yeah. is much well, much the, higher. The more muscle you're going to have, the hotter you're going to. Yeah, get, you, you know, know and it's, and these are the things that, that that we need to um need to consider. In fact, it was one of the things that I had noticed that because I, I didn't really adapt my water intake, if you will. I was starting to find myself in the afternoon after a workout, after a wad, <laughs> I was feeling like really thirsty. Yeah. And I was like, it was that kind of thing. Like I just, I haven't replaced everything enough fluid here. Like yeah, I need yeah. to take on more water to meet this demand and this extra sweating that I'm now doing that I wasn't doing before. Yeah, but I do yeah. the same because uh, since I started teaching um, hot yoga and I, I just sauna because I was not sweating. And I was like, gosh, even because I'm kind of doing loads of slow strength training at the moment and it's winter, I'm actually not sweating, which is not a good thing. I want to sweat. Sweat's really healthy. And that's when I said, right, I'm going to do, sign up for a sauna membership. And then I started te- teaching hot yoga. But I started to notice like blood pressure dropping a lot. So getting dizzy when I stand up, which I'm very prone to anyway. Mm-hmm. So like you, I started to think, okay, first of all, up my water intake overall. But then I pimped my water a little bit by adding some sea salt. Sometimes I put like fresh lemon juice Sometimes I'll put like a little bit of magnesium powder in there and now some electrolytes yeah. and just sit that across the days when I know I'm going to sweat for my saunas are 40 minutes and my yoga is over an hour. So yeah. just those days, I'll make sure I've got kind of, I'm taking on something. Yeah. I don't think you need to be that concerned if you're just doing a little bit of sweating, but if yeah, you're, yeah. once you're if three, four a times a week of an hour, then you've got to think about mineral replenishment. So 
let's talk about the supplement side of things because yeah. you know yeah i've made it you know i've made it clear that you know i've increased my calorie intake carb intake we can maybe chat about that another time yeah. we'll talk about the supplements because um like i, I said one last thing I've noticed I, you choose a lot of sports where you get to increase your carb intake this is a general trend oh we had boxing did you and, think i trained because i enjoy it yeah. <laughs> and then we had the marathon so i couldn't eat more carbs <laughs> yeah. i thought we were clear on that yeah. <laughs> how can i get more carbs into my life <laughs> for the fun of yeah. it oh. <laughs> oh god um it's gonna be like speed golf next or something yeah <laughs> Could try and break some kind of world record or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Racing driver. But yeah, the reason I want to talk about the supplements is because, like I've said, you know, I've been con- probably the most consistent I've ever been with a supplement stack, if you will. And I can definitely feel the benefit for sure, you mm. know, and I'm not just saying that to, you know, massage your ego and make you feel better, but like, absolutely do feel really, really good for it. Plus, and it's always the way right when i posted um well you posted on instagram the other day didn't you on stories about the supplement stack and you gave a little brief description of what right. each one yeah. did and surprise surprise loads of people are replying like oh you know where can i get this what's that for like, and because p- people love a supplement don't they yeah yeah um but it's so easy because it, so i was actually thinking about this today that if i write anything about a supplement and for a long time i was like do you know what? i'm not going to write anything about supplements because i feel people are too quick to jump to, to jump on that yeah. without actually getting professional guidance whereas if i say well you went to bed earlier it would have the same effect and, and it's yeah. like no, no and without kind of like you know picking some low-hanging fruit first that yeah. might mean they might not need a, a supplement like i'll give you the classic example is like people who are looking to take sleep aids yet they're smashing god knows how much caffeine throughout yeah, the day yeah. and it's like well actually hang on a minute yeah <laughs> here's an yeah, idea yeah. reduce the caffeine I mean, a big problem is like pre-workouts. Yeah. So these pre-workouts that contain caffeine, and there's people taking them who train after work. So they're taking a pre-workout at 5.30 to train at 6 p.m. And then they're wondering why their sleep's been uh, inhibited somewhat. That's Um, also crazy, though, because I think you can get... I got really carried away, and you've been really carried away in the past, where you've lost sight of what training is really all about. If you're doing things that could potentially really mess with your your general hormone rhythm and your your sleep health and then the that's hormone affect, rhythm and that's going to affect your mood health do you, do you see what i mean so just for that that, that that one hit then you do the pre-workout you get the caffeine but then the next day you're shattered you're in a bad mood mm. you didn't sleep that well like and what was the point of it do you see what yeah. i mean it was for a lot of people often when i ask them about their training their training goals you know and this is this is me and you we lose sight of the fact this this is we're not professionals do you know what i mean we're not it's not a living we do this because we love it, because we enjoy it. Yeah. It's part of a community. Like you've lost sight of that element to it. Yeah. And you've become so competitive against yourself that you really start to harm the body in, in different mm-hmm. ways and, and, and really neglect and overlook the feedback that it's giving you. And that's a dangerous place to be in, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then also, for the people around you, then you're, you know, like a ratty bugger. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, the thing is, you're not much like, fun to be around when you're in that, I have to train all the time and just smash everything. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like, while supplements, of course, do have their place, like, you know, you, you, need, to, you, you need to look at the bigger picture and definitely look at some some other changes you can make first potentially before before looking at supplementation but with regards to the supplements we are going to talk about now 
we're not talking kind of performance supplements. So we're not talking pre-workouts, post-workouts, that kind of thing. We're looking at things that are going to kind of support me on uh, an immunity level because we know that, you know, intense training c- can be immune suppressing. What's going to support me uh, on, a, on a gut health level? Because, you know, as Kerry says, it's all about the gut. <laughs> and um, But also sleep because, you know, it's really important that I get enough sleep same for you guys, you know, to, to meet the demands that you're placing on your body um, day to day. So, Keris, talk to us. So, first and foremost, as we said, like, bump the nutrient density of your diet up first. Mm-hmm. And then with everything that you're trying, I often say kind of give it a month. And what I'll say with supplements is, you know, they are of supplements. So, we, we use them to bridge the gaps. And sometimes I'll use more with somebody because there's multiple deficiencies so any way that you can get blood testing done is kind of helpful either from your doctor or a website like medichecks they've got some good sports profiles yeah. now and only if you really need women's it though, like you know like it's just a great but some of them they've come down to about 100 quid and on that you can look at someone's red blood cell count vitamin d and dose yeah. better but like you said you know only if you need it but if there's if there's kind of real insufficiencies there you might be looking at more like three months and some things you're probably going to have to take ongoing if you're going to continue to lead this kind of this lifestyle of mm. a lot of exercise and a lot of training a lot of, and also you know amongst other things full-time yeah. job and other responsibilities so i tend to look at um some people just want to keep it simple and we do a multi and that might be because i'm not going to see them again and you know they just kind of want to know just it's almost like a security blanket mm. and i am a fan of multis but there's a chance that you're getting way too much of some things and not enough of others it's not personalized but there are better multis and not so good multis for you i didn't go with a multi because i think your diet is pretty nutrient dense it's pretty good huh yeah and you eat a lot of fresh food you home cook your food and things like that as well and because because of the nature but to be fair you're good with you don't care about taking a lunchbox anywhere and i think that should be promoted more it should be promoted in offices some people have said there's not even cooking facilities in the office or not that you need a cooking facility but not even an area to prep some food so people are literally getting stuff out of their desks and feel uncomfortable putting together a a meal so for you i didn't go with a a multi this time around but uh, and you already take electrolytes and you add those to your water don't you when you're training yeah so what i wanted to do with you was you'd got a little bit windy um, with all the <laughs> again exercise is stressful to the gut and you have to remember that it will it's it's mechanically stressful to the gut it will deprive the gut of oxygen whilst you're training so the longer you longer hours you start putting in the more dysfunction we tend to see there's you have to get a post-exercise routine in place to relax your gut yeah um if not you might benefit from doing something like enzymes for example digestive enzymes as a minimal intervention again i didn't do that with you because i think you're quite good at that side of things and also you want to maybe use some digestive stimulants so we will often do apple cider vinegar or um, ginger shots before a meal won't we just to kind of drink or bitter foods like olives and stuff to help get our digestive system working but again if you can't do that some people actually take bitters tinctures as a supplement and hydrochloric acid supplements to help them break down mainly protein is the one so this thing is here. like people that have got like digestive so if they're if you're no, yeah so i think if you're noticing that protein doesn't feel too comfortable on the gut so the feedback you normally get is like oh red meat feels really heavy it's like a piece of lead there's a good chance that you're eating too quickly and not chewing, not it, chewing properly. it properly yeah um maybe not coming out of fight or flight mode 
And so slow cooking, it's going to help with that because it denatures all the protein. But if that's not possible, then you might benefit from taking some kind of digestive aid. Mm-hmm. So I've just named a few things there. You've got enzymes and, and other stuff. And, and the reason that I'm saying go with the gut, because there's no point tarting up your macros if you can't absorb yeah. properly. And I don't mean as in, I know... If you're trumping like a good... Yeah, and I don't mean as in... Lord, Lord Trumpington. It's not that you can't absorb. It's, it's more that you, you cannot break it down yeah. without that infrastructure. And like you've just said, and then if you're getting overly bloated, again, there's a sign that is there, is there some need to support your microbiome a little bit? Yeah. So again, think about the, the basics that we just talked about, but do you need to add a nice, simple, low-risk intervention is a probiotic to start. Probiotics will be hugely beneficial to some people yeah. and awful to others. Right. But the good thing about them is it gives you a clue. Right, okay. If you don't feel too hot on a probiotic, there's a good sign that maybe you've got too much bacterial overgrowth going on. Right. If you feel better for a probiotic, again, maybe you've had some antibiotics and it's actually helping to kind of, you know, yeah. support the good guys and, and reduce some of the opportunistic stuff. Because you've got me on a probiotic yeah. and also... Saccharomyces boulardii. Yeah. So Saccharomyces boulardii helps to uh, increase something called secretory IgA, which is basically, it's it's kind of our first line defense in the gut against uh, any kind of invaders. And what happens with training is we get this immune suppressing effect, but it's not consistent. So when you look at the research, it's not like, oh, all exercise decreases yeah. secretory IgA. Yeah. But you often see people say, you know, the more trained they do, the more vulnerable they come to colds, infection, flu, yeah. sick all the time. So Saccharomyces boulardii is helpful in terms of increasing that first line defense at the gut. But also the reason I like it for you is it's a beneficial form of yeast. And in not just you, loads of people that I see in clinics, the more they train, the more you start to see dandruff, athlete's foot, fungal skin infections, fungal nail infections, reacting to bread, reacting to alcohol. And that's all yeast. So yeast is very opportunistic. We've mentioned it before. So maybe the amount of training you're doing is decreasing, again, some of your beneficial bacteria and increasing the opportunity for yeast to have a little bit of a, you know, dominance across the body in the microbiome, you know, in your skin and everything. And that could be because you're turning over so many nutrients like zinc and vitamin A and things like iron that are really important for cells to rebuild and protect themselves that they're now really vulnerable to infections. And then once the infection's there, they can't fight it and they can't restore themselves. So you see dermatitis and acne and all this stuff come off the back of this really intense exercise. Yeah. But then you tell these individuals, you included, maybe reigning in the exercise and it's a bit like, mm, no. Yeah, it's not easy, No, so then you've got to, and it's not essential necessarily, it would help in some cases. You've then got to rebuild uh, or reinforce the kind of uh, nutrients that are needed. And so I use Saccharomyces boulardii as a beneficial yeast that can just help with that fungal overgrowth. And I'll usually do it with some probiotics as well and see, you know, how that individual responds yeah. to that. As well as saying, I'd do a yeast-free diet and I'd probably stop caning if they are using things like, a lot of runners use jelly beans and things like that, don't they? Mm-hmm. That is also going to be messing up the gut, especially if taking it on intra-workout. You know, that's a pretty hard thing to break down. Yeah, well, she like still. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's not, as in it's one of the better things to have and better than a lot of things that you can But you have. mean like whilst you're, whilst you're whilst still you're working, jogging, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I never was able to, to eat anything and I know I could never tolerate a gel. You didn't do that many gels, did you, when you were running because you know that your gut's quite... Yeah, it, I was but, a bit worried about pooing my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'll leave them. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
so yeah so they're, they're the two things that I've uh, recommended for you and then also kind of topically I'll often get clients to do things like apply apple cider vinegar to their skin same thing to try and help rebuild the microbiome and and the other thing you're doing topically is epsom salts baths and we've switched to it yeah that's that's more my cup of tea than you don't do the vinegar smell do like you? a chip shop yeah <laughs> <laughs> um let's focus on the stack you've done for me Chris. Oh, right, okay, otherwise okay. all this like what well, i might do for one person then somebody else is that well, this would be like a five-part podcast no 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 so the only reason <laughs> i'm saying it is why that there is no one size fits all no no there's so. not there's not but but saccharomyces blood air will be helpful for a lot of people that train <laughs> Okay, so that's how I chose. So I chose some some basic gut support for you. At some point, and glutamine might be something to consider. Glutamine's a bit of a funny one, and the research is really mixed on it. And there's some kind of warnings about it because it feeds cancer. So not to go too heavy with it, and definitely don't give it to someone who's had kind of like precancerous cells. But again, for you, with the amount of muscle mass that you have a low dose of it and you don't do a huge dose thing you do like five grams don't you but you also eat a lot of food glutamine rich foods as well so it's but, not- but glutamine is like you know whilst it's kind of sold as a it's almost marketed as a muscle builder yeah but totally yeah. the reality is it's 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 not <laughs> no 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 it's about it's the most abundant amino acid in the body and the gut needs it yeah. for the gut barrier so there is this idea of kind of supplementing with it for things like ulcers and and, and gut dysfunction gut barrier dysfunction I steered away from it a little bit because of the kind of, do we really know what we're doing with that? I'm not sure. And I think it's easy to get glutamine from food. Yeah. So I don't, you're kind of taking a small amount, aren't you, at the moment? But that's that's about it. Well, actually, full disclosure, I'm not. You you keep forgetting glutamine, don't you? You like your creatine instead. I was struggling with my sleep, wasn't I? Like, despite the fact I had massively reduced my caffeine intake, I was still finding that I was, wasn't having a problem getting to sleep, but I was waking up in the middle of the night, just wide awake. And I can't tell you why. It wasn't like there was anything on my mind or, or anything like that. But I was wide awake. Like, I'm talking that awake. I was almost like, I might as well go, I might as well go to the gym. I'm so awake and kind of like raring to go now. But it'd be the middle of the night. And then, of course, you know, the next day, it, it lets me know about it. So you kind of gave me a few, a few subs to act as a bit of a sleep aid didn't you which yeah, well, you, you already touch wood have, have been been working wonders well you already take um magnesium and you do a magnesium citrate across the day lots of people get really kind of oh, which form of magnesium is the best and really i just you know the more you're using so for someone like you citrate is going to be the cheapest one to use and will do the job because you kind of want it in a citrate form for absorption you're generally using it for kind of energy, muscle, muscular function, that kind of stuff. But glycinate is slightly more, supposed to be slightly more effective in terms of absorption. Right. So some people say taking glycinate at night might be better. Um, there's now three and eight and other types of magnesium as well. But anyway, we went with magnesium citrate for you and you take a bit in the morning and take a dose at night as well. And then I also said to you, why don't you try going back on? You tried this before and felt good for it. Again, Studies are always mixed, but taurine mm-hmm. um, and taking taurine at night to help in terms of if you are going to consume caffeine, you've got a couple of options. Both taurine and theanine are quite helpful in terms of minimizing the effect of caffeine or late night training. Yeah. So both would help in terms of as a sleep aid when you come home. Yeah. There was other benefits to taurine. It's part of bile synthesis in the body and uh, you know, people use it for kind of estrogen balancing out too much estrogen in the body, um, insulin sensitizer, there's other, it's antioxidant. So taurine's got lots of kind of 
benefits to it. But again, it's also very present in foods. So whether or not you need it as a supplement depends on your diet. But you'd mentioned, I take this, I feel good for it. It could be placebo. Who knows? Who knows? But taking taurine at night, again, it was between taurine and theanine. I think both are really helpful to help with sleep. And then you also do, I upped your dose of zinc and you do a zinc complex that has malic acid and taurine and some molybdenum in it as well. All of these, again, just, just some it's zinc supreme as a supplement. But you've definitely felt better having mm. the more magnesium, the taurine in the zinc, the higher zinc at night. Yeah instead and i've not because i've um, and your epsom salts baths so that's a big one actually um is the epsom salts baths because <laughs> a lot of the way i put together this really delicate stack you know, just need a bath just need a bath <laughs> yeah. but the thing is with the epsom salts bath is you know is it the epsom salts is it the fact that i'm just chilling relaxing in relaxing a in a bath you know like uh before bed you know, is it both? Take the dog in with you next time. He's rolled <laughs> in fox poo. So. <laughs> um, but again, I suppose that in terms of, you know, I know we're talking about supplements, but in terms of recovery, we know that sleep is, it's up there. It's so freaking important. And Because people you, say you need... taurine for muscle recovery, but you're like, is it the taurine or is it the sleep that improves? Yeah, so it gives exactly. you better muscle recovery. Exactly. Cause but that's I've... been your feedback that you feel... Yeah, I mean, I feel like, honestly, like, I feel like I'm recovering so well yeah. now. Like, and it, and I've been going at it pretty hard. And I remember almost surprising myself at how good I feel. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, In yeah. terms of, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I don't get a bit of muscle soreness, I do. But, you know, I always feel ready. I always feel ready to go. I'm not like, oh, blimey, you know, I can hardly move. You know, I feel like I've... You know, once I've done a little bit of a warm up and a bit of mobility work and whatever, I'm I'm ready to go again. I'm fine. I'm like, right, okay, let's go for it. Um, so for me, all the signs are there that that something is working right now. With the big one being, I'm not having that kind of afternoon slump that I was getting. Yeah. Where I was That's almost it. like, oh god, you know, I feel like I could do with a nap right now. Um, but come evening time, come bedtime, I'm 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 most certainly ready for ready for my bed so uh, the final one that most people wouldn't know probably what it is is n-acetylcysteine nac yeah which is a precursor to something called glutathione which is your master intracellular antioxidant so because of the amount of training you're doing but also because of it really supports respiratory function mm-hmm. and occasionally you can be a little bit like mucusy and things like that can't you you yeah. haven't been there recently i would say no no and again that might be you kind of say you take out dairy, don't you, usually? Yeah. When you get too mucusy. Or reduce it. Reduce dairy. <laughs> um, so let's not, let's, not, let's not be extreme. <laughs> so that's... And you can take glutathione, and, and we do have some of that in the cupboard, but NAC is a cheaper cheaper option to take. Right. So the, I, I think I recommended that. I think that was everything, wasn't it? Oh, vitamin C is in your stack. Just more... And I go, again, with vitamin C, I always think... It's just a really tricky one. Lots of people just take it when they get a cold. And again, it's a relatively low-risk supplement to take. Yeah. Um, you're not taking a mega dose. I think you're on like a gram a day or something like that. Like It's not a lot. But, and I, I kind of said to you, just take that every now and then. The thing with vitamin C is because it degrades really quickly. So it depends on how much fresh stuff you're actually eating or frozen stuff. Yeah. Because when you freeze it... it keeps hold of the vitamin C, but it also disappears with cooking. So how much raw stuff you're having mm. is quite relevant here as well. Signs of vitamin C insufficiency are things like bleeding gums, easy bruising. Again, you're getting every single cold going, that like you know, yeah. immune compromise. So that is something to, if you were getting those symptoms, you might think it could be iron. 
uh, could be vitamin C. So again, it might help to go and get blood test done at least, but again, try up in your fresh fruit and vegetables and maybe try just some vitamin C for a short period of time and see what happens. I know we talked about when I was working as a personal trainer, the, the bruising I used to get, and it's the bruising where you, you said you grabbed hold of my arm and left a handprint on my arm. Do you remember yeah. that? And people were like, what have you done? Yeah, like, let's be, yeah. It, I looked awful, didn't I? Be, let's be clear though, like I it wasn't grabbing your arm in a... No, no, not at all. Like you literally, I can't even remember what you did and I left a handprint. It was really crazy and my thighs were covered in bruises. I remember teaching spin thinking I look really ill here. Um, and I don't know now because you need vitamin C to synthesise adrenaline at that time, teaching several classes a day, like your turnover is higher. But equally, I definitely think I was anemic uh, and just never realised it. Mm. And it was kind of slightly after that that we really focused back on our nutrition and said, let's go towards a paleo diet. I fixed my gut and like all of that disappeared now. So, and I don't tend to get that bruising anything like, I've never had it yeah. since really, but um, so that's something to kind of keep an eye on. So obviously the amount of, every time you're making adrenaline, so think about the intensity of your training, you will, certain nutrients like vitamin C and copper um, are used and iron and things like that much more. So, I even just think the amount of focus and concentration that increases with training. Yeah. So something like CrossFit, where you're using the central nervous system very intensively for that time, it's a yeah. bit different to, like when I run, it's pretty mindless. Although I chatter away about rubbish to myself, it's pretty mindless, yeah. isn't it, running? Do you yeah. find that when you do well, the yeah. marathon, yeah, yeah. it's not exactly like... We don't need to think about a huge, no, huge no. Idea. Whereas the lifting and stuff, it is much more intensive on the on mm. the brain, taxing you know, central yeah. nervous system as well as the, the muscles themselves. Yeah, as I say, cycling. But then cycling, you're probably getting worried about being hit by a car. Or something. By a car, yeah. You would if you were me, anyway. But yeah, so I think it's just helpful to think about all of those different things. But like I said, maybe start with a blood test. Maybe start with a review of your diet, lifestyle, those types of things. I think that's all we gave you supplement wise, wasn't it? I can't think of anything else. B6 is one that's quite interesting to take kind of like on its own because it's involved in things like your neurotransmitters, your brain chemical production. Um, Mm -hmm. So some people take it to help with sleep. Some people take it for pain management, for premenstrual stuff. It's involved a lot in the liver. So again, if you're drinking a lot of caffeine and alcohol and doing a lot of exercise and stuff like that, then kind of regulate your need for zinc, magnesium and B6. And also um, it's used for the restructuring of proteins amino acids in the body so rather than have this thing of am i getting enough conditionally essential amino acids and essential amino acids if your b6 status is good then you can you can kind of restructure quite easily right so b6 is one that you will often see it in post-workout supplements you'll often see magnesium b6 and zinc together Mm -hmm. for that reason and we obviously spoke last week didn't we about uh cod liver oil oil. Yeah, yeah and just to go back to gut you really do need um, retinoic acid is, is, is a compound for vitamin A and it's really important for things like your your first line defense within the gut and it's also really important for things like the skin that we just mentioned so if you're seeing your skin start to suffer and fungal infections and stuff mm-hmm. like that or the sex hormones are bonking you want to I mean as in they're plummeting not bonking uh, so you want to think about the fat soluble vitamins and vitamin A that's why I go with that cod liver oil that we mentioned in the last podcast but always a good brand you've got to trust the brand it's got to yeah. be a quality one and i think the training itself is pro-inflammatory so that's why you just want those the, the kind of epa you know anti-inflammatory long chain fats in there and even though when i put this out on instagram somebody commented and said why can't we just have instead of cod liver oil why can't we just eat carrots for vitamin a and you 
some people just do not get that conversion from beta carotene into vitamin A. And so if you are suffering with gut problems, skin problems, eyesight as well, like we talked about in the last session, fertility, I would go with either vitamin A supplements, um, so you can get synthetic vitamin A or a cod liver oil or start eating more liver, like you go with preformed right. vitamin A rather than just eating carrots. And it's the same with the, the next argument back. So you know that the, the individual probably isn't a big fan of using animal products because yeah. was, why can't you use algae DHA? Which is fair enough. Yeah, right? no, totally. And you can use algae if you want to. However, cost-wise, in terms of the long-chain fats, it is cheaper to use fish oils. And they're mm-hmm. usually made from anchovies and very small fish and filtered for plastics and mercury and stuff. So cost-wise, I tend to just go, if someone wants to eat fish and happy to have that, then I'll use that as an option instead but if not you would algae or vitamin a drops is another option that they could have yeah so i think that was all of them wasn't it yes i believe it was and what we will do is i won't keep you on that stack necessarily no i think as the weather changes i definitely think you just need less with the summer and spring because you're outside getting some sunlight everyone feels better mood is better you know and and i say that because some of the things that i do i'm supporting um the production of, of neurotransmitters in some individuals because I genuinely feel they're overtraining because of low mood. And mm-hmm. that's something I'm seeing in clinics all the time. So it's it's they're addicted. Yeah. Because it's their only you know, they need the, the, the they need that and Yeah, and, and and that's something like you know, I think you just gotta have an honest word with yourself about because you know, we've spoken about our, our own training journeys many times now. And we've been there before, haven't we, where we've trained for the wrong reasons if you will yeah because you know be it because we're unhappy elsewhere in our lives because we're trying to escape something whatever it may be which kind of takes the the fun out of it a little bit you know like whereas i'm in a very good place in my training now you know my training is very performance focused which is something i mean it's been that way for a while but you know i was starting to miss having something to aim for and now i've kind of i've got a crossfit competition that i've entered i've got to qualify so who knows <laughs> I, might, I might not even get there but even to do the qualifiers it was nice for me to have something to aim for that's obviously very much performance based yeah it's got naff all to do with my weight my body composition or anything like that it's all about strength endurance conditioning purely performance which which I, which to be fair is what i love about I suppose, like, well, just sport generally and, yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot, because it's, it's no one gives us stuff what you look like, other than you, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, so we're talking about why you train. So if you're looking at your energy levels, your recovery, and all of these things that we've been talking about, if you feel like you are fatigued a lot of the time, you get injured a lot, uh, you get cold flu, a bit more often than you'd like first of all like look at your training you know are you simply just doing way too much because yeah. the reality is you can only do so much from a nutrition and a supplement perspective do, do you see what i mean yeah, like yeah. you know you may well just need to adapt your training schedule a little bit to work better for you so that you progress better uh, recover faster get stronger, fitter, etc. Just just on that note, though, the common thing that, that happens, and this happened to us and everyone else that gets into training, is initially, especially if you're younger, but the first time that you get into training, you just keep seeing increases in fitness because it's kind of like you're conditioning the body 
and you get fitter and you love it, you see the results because you've never done it before. So the body's responding mm-hmm. if you're if you're fueling yourself sufficiently. And that the human brain works in a way where it goes, well, if this is good, then more is better. And that carries on. You mentioned the other day, just seeing an individual at CrossFit where you were like, is in that position where it's just getting better and better and better. So sod recovery, sod day yeah. off, sod foam rolling, sod yoga. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. None of that stuff. And it's almost like you've got to reach a point where you realize that you start plateauing, declining, or you get injured where you're like, okay, this stuff is really important. Now we mm. went there and then we're like, now we look at people and say, why don't you understand that, you know, mm. you're anabolic when you're not in the gym. <laughs> but, it's, it's so but hard when you're though, in yeah. that position, you're like, I'm not feeling any pain. So why would I not I do this? Great. Why, yeah. why would I stop? But for someone who's like kind of just a few laps ahead, like I can't emphasize it enough. And mm. you do the same, don't you? You grab people and go, please don't beast yourself now. Yeah. Like, cause you've even said you're a bit of an oldie at CrossFit, aren't you? Yeah. And everyone keeps saying you're a bit, you're a bit late to the party and you like it, but that's why you're doing so much with your nutrition and recovery. I'm, I'm a year away from the masters category. <laughs> Are you? <Yeah. laughs> is that for the, that's for the, what's the, what's the age for that then? That's quite 35. Nice, isn't it? Well, yeah, 35 to I think you have different, like, I think it's 35 and above, but it's in categories. So you have like 35 to 40, 40 to 45. Yeah. You know, because it's not like you have someone who's a master's who's 35 competing against someone who's 60. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have the different master's categories. That's not to say I have to compete in the master's. Like if you're good enough to, to go at it with the young'uns. You'll you'll do it. Then, then, then you can do it. Yeah. But, um, but obviously. hair starts going grey there, they'll be going, who's this old geezer? I don't know. Like who's, um. (laughs) I mean, some people do just go grey young, don't they? Yeah, I'm not going grey though, not yet. Not in my hair. Getting it's the odd few sprouting through my beard. But it's a, so I totally believe in the silver fox anyway. But uh, so that was all I want to say is like it's 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 very hard on that you know. If you, and when you're younger, you just don't experience any of that. No, when no. I watch people in the gym, no. sometimes I'm like, God, they're just getting away with murder right now and smashing back. Mm crap food but it's the same with all things though isn't it it's like when you're young like yeah, you, you you can you can go out and drink more and not feel so yeah, rough yeah. the next day like it doesn't affect you in the same way as it does when you're a bit older where it just seems to completely floor you yeah you know and everyone talks about that oh you know you know just can't can't do it like i used to or whatever it may be but but training for me like i'm only in the position i'm in in terms of my approach because of the injuries, yeah. the surgeries, yeah. all of these things yeah, yeah. that, you know, have, have been the lessons that I've learned along the way. So, of course, we try and do our bit to kind of help people that are, who were where we once were, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but again, like you say, it's hard because they almost can't relate because they're like, I'm smashing it. <laughs> I'm strong, I'm fit, I feel yeah. great, I've got no injuries. I think it's good to be honest, though, because when people are very honest with themselves, and this is what you notice when you're doing a consultation and you go around all the different systems in the body, people are like, oh, actually, you're right. Like, I've got this weird rash that, like, gets worse, you know. <laughs> you know? And, then, and It's all coming out now. Yeah, actually, you're right. Like, I am a bit windy at night. and But it's almost like it was... And it, some of these things, you are just like... It's normal to have bits and bobs. Yeah. Not, you know, not working like they should do. And, I say it's not normal, but you know, we all get things where it's like you get a bit run down and this happens. But just to have that honest conversation, especially if you're trying to up your ante yeah. with the training yeah. and you're seeing it 
affect other areas of the body then you're going to have to be and i said like in men you've got your sex the sex hormones are a really good reflection as well aren't they of recovery and yeah yeah and in men you know you you look at things like libido morning erection and women you look at menstrual cycle is it regular is it irregular libido Libido. is it you've got symptoms that are around you know developing around Mm -hmm. menstrual cycle so these are this is feedback and this is why we're seeing increases in, in a lot of reproductive dysfunction alongside increases in training and like it could be amenorrhea loss of cycle or it can be polycystic ovarian syndrome this is all to do with the altered kind of hormone yeah. stress and lack of sleep i think you just gotta be you know maintain an open mind and, and and look for the signals look for the signs that your body is is trying to give you and you don't get me wrong like we all have days where we feel a bit tired or we just don't really fancy training but if this is kind of like a a consistent thing you know you you feel like getting yourself to the gym or crossfit or whatever it is is always a you've always got to really build yourself up or you're so reliant on coffee or high high caffeine pre-workouts and things like that to make you even feel like you can get the job done then there's a there's a there's a good chance that something's not quite right and we've discussed quite a few things today you know is it your you know, maybe your diet's quite good, but your overall calorie intake isn't high enough. Maybe your calories are high enough, but you're not getting all the nutrients that you need to support the demands you're placing on your body. Or the big one that is probably most people could improve is sleep. Yeah. Sleep duration, sleep quality. Um, it's probably been the biggest positive for me um, just in recent weeks is, is just getting better sleep. Because um, otherwise it just kicks your ass. You know, if, you, if you're training hard and then you're not sleeping, you just feel awful. Awful. And yeah. there's nothing all you can do about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, no, no matter what supplement you take, you know, there's. Uh, um, yeah. Or at least, you know, you scale, scale the training, you know, if, you, if you're not sleeping too well. Yeah. Adapt and overcome. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed that, Karis. Oh, I good. think there's some nice little nuggets of information in there don't go running out and just buying all the supplements keris mentioned like we said have a bit of an audit look at the bigger picture look at some low-hanging fruit some changes that you can make and then and then go from there and maybe start taking some of the supplements to support you a little bit more to back you up a little bit if you feel you want a bit more of a um (coughs) bespoke approach if you will reach out to someone like the amazing Keris who would be happy to work with you because you know not being biased she's she's helped me (laughs) I feel great I mean that honestly and that was why I wanted to do this episode because like I do I feel really good do you know I think it makes a difference if you've been there do you know like this is just my experience working with other other when I go to somebody I'm like I want to know that you've got the experience in this field that I think you mm. need and so a lot of nutritional therapists have actually said to me I don't like doing sports I don't like doing anyone who's training I don't like because I don't do it myself I don't know what I don't feel comfortable with it whereas yeah. I'm like oh no these are my favorite clients because like, I know you know I know CrossFit I know cycling I know all this kind of stuff so I really enjoy it sorry I thought oh. you were going to say something then. no it was a, <laughs> a very abrupt end to a sentence there you really enjoy it no 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 I was just saying no, I, I enjoy it but it's because Mainly because I can't maybe do this stuff, but I can still be involved in it. There's no way I could do CrossFit now, but I can still be involved in the excitement of it through yeah. you. Well, uh, when I win the CrossFit Games, you take me maybe next year, 
maybe the year after. I'm not too sure day. yet. <laughs> I'll sort you out. When I win. <laughs> I'll treat you. Thank you. I'll treat you. Right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. As always, any questions, please do reach out. Info at fitterfood.com or catch us on social media as Fitter Food. And we will see you in the next episode. See ya. Bye.